another episode of Once Upon a Nightmare. As always, I am your host, Lorraine Purden, and I'm here to discuss the horrors of the world, both fictional and real. This week, it's crossover week. I was recently on Ray's podcast, Being Bookish, where we talked about the novella by Stephen King and his son, Joe Hill, In the Tall Grass. So she's got that over at her podcast, which I will put in the show notes. But on my podcast, we're going to discuss the film. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to take a book and a film. She's going to take the book. I'm going to take the film but we're both going to go on. And I discussed the movie that is from 2019, and it is directed by Vincenzo Natale. Um, he wrote it along with Stephen King and Joe Hill. And it's a film about two siblings that are driving across country. We have Becky, played by Laisla de Olivier, and Cal, played by Avery Whitted. And they're driving along and they hear the cries of a child. So obviously they stop, but they can't see anything because the grass is very tall. And strange things start to happen within this grass and they can't seem to get out because there is some sort of evil that lurks within. So myself and Ray are going to have a chat. And this, of course, is the trailer for In the Tall Grass. Did you hear that? Someone out there? He's lost in here, too. This is nuts! It's only a field. I'm never gonna find her. You can find things. But it's easier once they're dead. How long have we been here? I'm not sure. That sounded like me. This field doesn't make any sense. And then one thing in here that does. <sighs> you think this is just chance? We're all here for a reason. Oh my god. As mentioned, I have a guest with me, and it's someone that's been on many, 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 many times before. She's practically a co-host. Ray. Hi, Ray. Hello. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm trying to figure out 
why I'm on again and again and again and again and why the heck you picked this film. I like having you on because you don't like horror films and I'm kind of <laughs> trying to get you to... I, I'm trying to build you up to certain films that um, that will freak you out. But with this one, the re I'll be honest with you, the reason I picked you for this one is because I was going to do it and it wasn't one I thought about doing. I just, you know, those days where you're like, what am I going to watch? And then for some reason, you just pick a film that you didn't even think about. That's what this was. I oh, just I was like, yeah, so I did, that's what this was. And I was like, oh, I might as well do an episode on it. And I actually started, where to start? This movie is weird, confusing, disgusting, grim, and but kept me hooked. Because it was like, I, I was like, I don't know how to talk about this on my own. Which sometimes happens with films. So sometimes when you see me with a host, it's because I'm like, I don't know what to say. I need someone to come in. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I have to be honest. When you said, oh, it's a, it's based on a Stephen King thing. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay. I haven't seen him talk about this. Yeah. And he's normally quite... Um, vocal vocal about his film to uh, his book to film projects mm -hmm. but this was one he wrote with his son mm. and um, yeah I'm I'm honestly not sure where to start it was probably one of the most bizarre I mean I've read a lot of bizarre books and this was probably the most bizarre film I've watched in a while and considering I've been watching a lot of 80s movies recently <laughs> This was odd, peculiar, grotesque. Yeah. Yeah, no. So so when it started and I thought, okay, it's in the grass and stuff like that, I I, I really hadn't, because I didn't know what this film was about. I had no idea what it was about at all. I hadn't read anything. And they go in and straight away I kind of found myself getting like claustrophobic because they can't see anyone and that they can't, they can hear someone and... You know, you think you could go towards the voice and it just, it was, because it's basically like that through the whole film, apart from a couple of scenes, I found myself getting quite frustrated. I'm like, just bloody get to the end, you know, this type of yeah. thing. But, because straight away, it kind of starts that way, doesn't it? It kind of, you, they, the guys are driving along, they stop and they go into the field. There, that's it. And then that's basically the film is them finding weird people in there, things happening in there, but also not being able to see anything because they're also of how in a time loop yeah which i i'll be honest with you when i was watching this i had to google it halfway through i was like what is going on because i was like hang on didn't we just see that person well why is that person isn't she dead how is she dead so quickly you know this type of thing mm. and it just the spoilers by the way this time <laughs> <laughs> this is not my book podcast <laughs> yeah it just and then so basically you got these two people going in as a brother and sister. Yeah, I thought they were a couple at the start. Yeah, they're a brother and sister and they are on their way because the sister is six months pregnant. Yeah. And the boyfriend, who later shows up in the film, is yeah. interested. Travis, yeah. And she's decided she is taking this baby to San Diego to, to have adopted. it adopted yeah. by a couple. And they hear a voice on the they're driving yeah. through this weird wilderness yeah. with a random church in the middle of nothing mm. with loads of cars yeah, I that are abandoned. That. Yeah, I noticed that. And they hear a child yeah. calling for help when she stops because she needs to throw up. Yeah, because the thing is as well, there's this whole thing out there now about how it's kind of a way of getting people to stop their cars so they can either, it's like gang initiations apparently, where they're put like a buggy and people think there's a baby in it or something, or um, kids will call and then they'll come out and they'll hijack your car, 
you know no. so you, you never stop or if you do keep your car locked get on the phone to the police like but never get out of your car obviously in this they do that and uh she goes in first doesn't she because he goes and puts the car he goes and parks the car mm. so becky goes in and as soon as kind of like she steps on the ground they make that it makes a bit of a it, rustling noise. yeah it makes a bit of a makes it why really focused on the on the ground and then he goes in and they can find each other but then they do that thing where they both jump up and they can see each other so you're like yeah. great let's just walk towards each other but then they jump up again and he's further away you notice that yeah um and then it's just about they can't locate the boy, but they can still hear him. They can't locate each other, but then Patrick Wilson shows up. What was his name in it again? Ross. Ross shows He's up. The boy's father. Yeah, and you're kind of not sure is he a good or bad guy. I mean, we soon find out later what he is, but you know. So it's kind of just all these people in this grass trying to get out and find each other. And it's just like a constant, like you said, it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. But except Groundhog Day is entertaining. Yeah. But this was, like, I don't feel like this is going to be a long episode for the podcast, to be honest with you, because... <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to know what to say, but the whole thing... Do you know, the funny thing is... Yeah. I did some research after I read, uh, after I watched the film. Yeah. And it turns out the bad guy in the entire film is The Rock. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the bad guy. Yeah, and yeah, it's like it's making them. It's an be inanimate weird. object. Yeah. Is it an alien? Yeah. No, I took because obviously, um, like Becky and Cal, are brother and sister, but there's something a bit weird there with regards to the brother. There, well, and that's something that Travis brings up. Yeah. Which is because Travis shows up looking for Becky because he's the father of the because baby. he's the father of the baby, mm-hmm. but he is. Um, it's not quite, you're not quite, I mean, that whole scene with the, um, the garage yeah. and then he sees another garage of you, what you, mm. you see him driving past yeah. another garage that looks exactly like the one he just stopped at that's overgrown with grass, yeah. which is really eerie. Mm. And then he shows up and everything gets even weirder. Yeah. I, I didn't like the dynamic between them two because I felt like he was too controlling and overpowering and it was like it was his baby. I didn't like the fact that there was a pregnant woman involved because I I, I always think, because I, I've obviously been pregnant and it's a really scary time and if you're in certain situations, you know, you've got that added pressure because you're pregnant. So I didn't like the whole pregnancy bit and towards the end, which we can just at the end is just an that's when I say disgusting. There's an absolutely disgusting thing, and it's about the pregnancy. Um, but yeah, then we get to this rock, which seems to do something to you if you touch it. Yeah, it shows you what is going on apparently. But it helps you get out as well, doesn't it? Yeah, because it shows you yeah. what's happening. Yeah. But, I mean, the scene with Becky and the grass creatures and... Oh, yeah, the mud folk. Yeah, and giving birth and then being fed her baby. Uh, um, just that made my throat taste gross. Um, is disgusting. Mm. And you just think, why? Why is that in this film? What, the baby thing? Yeah. Yeah, because when that happened, she's... So she's being fed by her brother, but it's actually... 
But then it changes to Patrick Wilson, to Ross. Yeah. And she's like, what are you eating? What am I eating? And he's like, oh, just eat the grass, you know, because obviously when you're like abandoned, you know, you're stranded in that place. But she's also not sure how long, the thing is they're yeah. not sure how long they've been in there. No, either. exactly, exactly. Because when Travis shows up, they've been missing for two months, haven't they? Um, but when he's feeding her, she's like, what is this? Like, because she's kind of coming to and doesn't really know what's going on. And I, at the start, thought he was just feeding her like, leaves or something just anything he could get his hands on and then the way because it's a bit, a bit blurry the scene and everything Thank and goodness. the way you kind of hear the the texture of what she's eating and then I remember myself and I was sat there going is is he feeding her the the baby and she's eating away but she doesn't know what she's eating to be fair to her and then she kind of realizes that the texture isn't grass she's like that doesn't feel like grass like it feels more like meat or something she said I don't know what she does exactly but and then yeah it he's feeding her the baby and that was just like you know there's certain things in films I mean feeding babies is obviously up there as one of the things you don't want to see it's like with the film mother the I I well I tell everybody not to watch that film because the ending of it is traumatic and it's about a baby as well and I just think sometimes certain films they just kind of they cross a line. Yeah. And I think that, for me anyway, like I talk to other people that like horror films and, you know, they can handle a lot more than I can when it comes to the horror films. But there's certain things that I just, you know, I think it just goes too far and it doesn't become entertainment. You know what I mean? It, and, it, you know, you're not sitting there going, oh, what's this? What's happening? You're just like, yeah. this is disgusting. That's... It's like the human centipede type films. Like, that's yeah. just, no. It's it's too far beyond tasteful. And yeah. I think that's the problem with this particular film is it had a good premise. Mm -hmm. It had a good villain, which was an inanimate object for yeah. all intent and purpose. And then they took it too far. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, this is based on a novella. Yeah. So it's something that, I mean, it's a very, very short novella, like mm. 70 pages or something. So it's not going to be yeah. intense. But... King does have a way with words. And we know that he's written stuff that's kind of taken you to the edge of, oh my God. Hmm. But I don't think he'd quite go that far. And I think the problem is they chose a sensationalist route with this particular film. Yeah. No, I agree. It was just... I, I, I don't think... I did like it. I, I, like I, I don't regret regret watching it and I don't think I wasted my time in watching it. You don't regret telling me to watch it then? Oh, definitely not. That was the best part. Um, and <laughs> masochist. Actually, no, sadist. I'm uh, a masochist for watching I it. I knew you'd say yes anyway. You're just like, just like, Ray, watch this. Like, I, I know to what level. Like, because you didn't really know about this film, so it was easier no. to say. Whereas if I said to you, watch Hostel or, you know. Haven't you seen Hostel? Yeah, I've seen yeah. both of them. Ugh. God, they're horrible films. But anyway, um, they're they're too much for me. The the the, the gore in that because I'm like, this could happen. Probably does. Um, oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, the first thing you said to me was, "You'll be able to watch this because this won't happen." What was it that you did, I said won't happen? The film. Oh right, okay. this wouldn't happen. Oh oh yeah, because you, you, Ray's got this thing where when it comes to films, if she thinks it could happen to her, she doesn't want to watch it. <laughs> And do you know what? If this does happen to you, I'm sorry. If you get stuck in a cornfield, you can't get it. Well, the chances of me getting stuck in a cornfield as a um, a hermit are pretty slim. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But it's 
that's I mean I don't think that's an unfair fear if it can happen to me I don't want to see it oh yeah no no I get that I get that because there's some films I don't like watching because it feels too real but this one's not one of them the baby eating thing I'm sure unfortunately there stuff like that has occurred like you know but the the um the being in the grass thing and being in a time loop yeah and um I, I just I just didn't know what to make of it I mean it had all the things that made you scared like the fact that creepy church it had the grass that you couldn't get out of had the isolation you even the get kid anyone. looked creepy oh good old Tobin yeah but Got he a little bit of Tobin but he looked creepy yeah yeah because yeah because he was when he she first meets him he's all dirty isn't he? that's yeah. when he's been in there for a while and he's got massive eyes and yeah. he's really scrawny but it's the massive eyes and I have to be honest I half expected at the very end of the film yeah for them to get all in the car and then Tobin to turn into a demon I really expected it I thought Tobin was going to do something at the end because they were putting too much focus on him yeah but when we seen him because they obviously end up in there the same and way and he's the as... boy that is screaming for help yeah but they, they, they're all, when they go in there, they're clean and dressed properly and they, they're not full of mud and stuff like that. So then they just look like a normal family that goes in. But, you know, then they get in there and he looks like, you know, someone that you expect to appear in Children of the Corn or something. You know, he's going to pop up in that. But the mother, then she is terrified. Like, so Tobin's mum, Natalie, I think her name was. Yeah, I think so. She's terrified of Ross. And then, but the way he kills her with the head squashing. Like he kills he, Travis that way too. Yeah, but they just the way he just pushes their heads in. And, yeah, but he gets that power from the rock. Yeah. But yeah, he just, like, and, and Tobin has to watch that. So yeah, I think with Tobin, you're, I, I was kind of confused as to, because when he was watching that, and then when he was with um, Cal and Becky to get out of the place... Um, he seemed like an innocent little boy who needed help, who was distraught by watching what happened to his mum. But then when he's in there and he's like, why don't you come with me? Yeah, you know, see? you're like, no, you may be a little kid, but I don't trust you, you little shit. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you look evil. Yeah, but he did. I think he did, he was really good in it, actually. Because I think there's this thing with film, like, with adults, we expect them to be scary and, and bad and all that kind of stuff. But when it's a little kid... Especially him. He was the cutest little thing. And he's coming out going, come with me. You're not going to, nothing bad's going to happen. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I'll get you out of here. But he was, he, I, with him, I was like, is he bad? Is he not bad? Which is why I yeah. still expected right at the very end for, yeah. for it to turn. And that, you know, that funny where they almost do an open ending because yeah. they, they've got in mind for a sequel. This yeah. should not have one just a note um it was that i anticipated him to turn around in the car with be an evil smile on yeah. his face it was like i'm waiting for it i'm really waiting for it i seriously expected it to happen mm. and what was the thing with um well i know what the thing was but like when they found a building to hide in remember they were all running away from yes, ross the church yeah no but they it was like a garage type thing oh that the, was the garage yeah. that um Travis saw on his way through. Yeah. Past that when he stopped at the garage and he got told off for smoking. Yeah. And he drove through. You saw the garage yeah. on the other side of the road. But now it's all, you know, within the grass, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So 
but they're so they climb onto the roof because obviously they're trying to get away from Ross. But then he slips and Cal just lets him go. Cal basically kills him. Do you remember? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, so they're climbing up and it's just because she's like, where's Travis? And he just... Yeah, but you remember what Travis had said to him about, oh, you wish this you'd been yeah, but screwing like, your sister. Yeah, but killing him is a bit this, of a... Well, no, get him out of the way. He didn't want him there. Yeah, I know, but it's, you make it... You're, you're, it's like you're, you're justifying yeah, you're Cal's st- actions. <laughs> yeah, but then if you're... St- I mean, the thing is, I think to Cal's mind... I'll just move out of the way, because actually me and Ray are at Ray's house, so I'm actually here. If you don't <laughs> no, hear in, from me... <laughs> in Cal's mind, Travis had already drawn a line in the sand and as far as he was concerned if things went well between him and Becky Cal was had lost it he'd lost the war and Cal was the only one who saw it as a war because he's incredibly possessive of his sister to a point of you start questioning if this is a Brookside sibling situation Mm. and there is that whole um creepy are you sure you're really siblings type of relationship between the two of them i felt like that with him but not with her oh no definitely not with her but with him as far as he's concerned if if travis is out of the way yeah then becky will sign the baby over to this couple Mm. and he's got becky all to himself yeah he's weirdly possessive of because he changed his she he changed his mind she changed her mind at the end You know, she was going to keep it. Um, and it's sad, actually, because Travis saved Tobin and them in the end. Because remember, they ended up in yeah. the church. Because I kept wondering what the church... They kept on focusing on this church all the time. But that was kind of like the way out, almost, Yeah, wasn't I it? think that that church was the way in and the, the way, way out. out. Yeah. Um, because it's just that abandoned church with a load of abandoned cars outside it. But it looked okay inside. It didn't... Like, it looked like no one had been in there, but it didn't look all... Um, no, like maybe the outside of it ages yeah, while the inside, inside. is connected yeah. to the time loop. Yeah, that, that's that, that's a good point. But, um, yeah, so I... Actually, out of everyone in here, like, I mean, I felt sorry for Becky because she was pregnant, and I was, like, wondering... You know when it, the hole comes up um, in the ground by the rock, she's given birth... And yeah. there's like all those people in the ground. Mm-hmm. So like that was, that really freaked me out. And I thought, is she going to get sucked down into this and stuff like that? I reckon all those people in the ground were the were... people for the abandoned cars. Yeah, yeah, that's because what I Because some thinking. of those abandoned cars were from like the 50s. But then who were the mud people? They were possessed. They were grass. They were made oh, of grass. right, okay. And they were controlled by the rock. Yeah. Not... Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. We're all controlled by him. Um, but so, like, I with Travis, because obviously, yeah, he messed up a bit, but then realised, you know, actually, no, and they, they haven't been heard of for a couple of months. So he's the one that went looking. And he was the one that kind of redeemed himself. And he was the one that you ended up actually caring about because he was the only one that was actually trying to save people and then he sacrificed himself yeah you know and then he just fell down and died didn't he and um so yeah i, well, I ross had ross had mortally wounded him oh he had and when yeah. he ended yeah. the time loop by yeah. tobin giving becky the necklace and yeah. getting her to not step into the grass yeah 
the time loop ended and therefore everything that had happened in those moments leading up to the time loop being ended actually came to pass. Yeah. If the time loop had continued, Travis would still be alive. Yeah. Which is a, such a convoluted thing in my head. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of went on. Um, it went on a bit much. But yeah, it's just... I mean, if someone said to me... Like, this isn't going to be a long episode. I'm even looking at the time now. If someone <laughs> said to me you know, describe this film. What? Yeah. But the, there were there were bits of it. Look, because the guy that did this, he's done, he's worked on Hannibal. So, you know, when you've seen like, kind of like, have you ever watched Hannibal? No. I don't, take the scary element out of it. The way it's shot is so artistic. It's so different to what you're used to seeing. And yeah. when I was looking at this, I didn't know that he was, he'd worked on Hannibal. But when I was watching it, I was like, oh God, that's really good. Like the way the blood kind of went, Above, above on the yeah, sky yeah when they touched the rock the yeah. sky was filled with blood yeah so that's very hannibal and um then it turns out the guy did it so i think it was shot very well yeah. and i think it had the potential to do you know to 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 be a good film and i think the acting was good in it and i did like the story i just think it it was too confusing for me i had i mean maybe that's just me but i had to um i had to google stuff i'm like hang on what happened there why is it that, you know I, it was just it i was, think the time loop the yeah. fact that there were there was no clarity on where the time no. loop started no. and where it ended and what actually caused it made it confusing because i found i'm sitting there thinking um so that's uh and i legitimately got to a point where i nearly wrote it down yeah because i was trying so hard to figure it out mm that I was missing bits because I was confused yeah. about the bit that had come yeah. before. Yeah. And that's a failing. I don't know if that's a failing in the storytelling mm. or the way that the film was not necessarily shot, but made. Yeah. That caused problems with not continuity, because obviously in a time loop, everything is the same. Yeah. But that repetitiveness got yeah. confusing. Yeah. Because they weren't trying to fix anything. And they were battling against something that was fighting against them mm. in order to... I'm not sure why they were creating a time loop. What was the yeah. purpose of the whole thing? No, and I think that's what it is. It's kind of like... Because when, when we see her... When she died at the beginning, you know, but her body is like completely... It's like it's been there for months and months and months. Yeah, like the dog. Yeah. I thought because I didn't know that they had been there for months and months and months, I thought that basically the grass had somehow drained them. everything out of her and stuff like that. So, you know, you, you do, which is good because it keeps you interested. And I think that's a, with a film like this. Well, I wouldn't watch it again. I'll be honest with you. I, it kept me curious because I was like, well, what is happening? What is going on? So from that point of view and the way it was shot yeah. and the acting, I thought it was really good. I just think that it wasn't... I think it was too complicated for me. Yeah. If I'm honest with you. And but I, I don't think it's a case of yeah. only for you because it is it is a complicated storyline. Yeah. And I don't think it needed to be. No. And I found myself getting frustrated and, you know, would you just cut the grass? <laughs> like, do you know yeah. what I mean? I just find myself getting really irritated because I was like, how long can we watch these people in the grass you know and it was just I, I don't think it needed to be as long as it was because as you was it you said it was meant to be only an hour and a half there's, there's two versions of this there's the 90 minute one yeah and then the one that is available currently on netflix because it is a netflix yeah. film 
Uh, the one that was released at, I think, festivals was 90 minutes. And the mm. one that was released on Netflix itself is 101 minutes. So one hour 41. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, di- I don't think it needed to be as long. Um, I didn't even watch it all in one sitting. I watched the last 15 minutes about a day later because I had to go and do something. But um, I watched it all in one sitting and I'd seen the bit on um, somewhere that said, oh, it's 90 minutes. And I'm thinking, oh, 90 minutes, I can cope with that. And then I switched it on. It said an hour and 41. And I was like, that extra 11 minutes is going to grate on me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I'm glad I watched it. But I, I won't watch it again. It's not the type of thing you go in for a second time. It's not what you expect of Stephen King either. No, no, I just, I, I just didn't. I know mean, because what's his previous on. short stories have turned mm. into the Shawshank Redemption, Stand by, Stand by Me. By me. Yeah. They've turned into good mm. pieces, and yeah. this was like, and it wasn't even anything to do with the cast. And the setting is stunning. I mean, yes. a bit creepy, but stunning. Yeah. But the cast is very good. It's just it dragged. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, I won't be watching it again. <laughs> I've said that about 20 times. Yes. But, yeah, um, I mean, if you're going to watch it, watch it. And I, I would actually be curious to hear what other people do think of it. But, personally, for me, what the actual fuck was going on? <laughs> I think I said that. What did I send? I sent you a message when I started watching yeah. it. What have you made me watch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which was funny for me. Um, and it wasn't really horror. No, it was... I'd say it was a kind of psychological horror. Yeah, it, it just... Because like, it played with your mind. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Like, the whole... Like, the only kind of, like, gross bits were the baby and, like, Patrick Wilson got stabs in the, stabbed in the eye with some scissors and stuff like that. But it was more like, you know, what are they doing with Becky's baby and her trying to give birth where and all that. That, that, that was horrible. And not knowing... Because obviously where they were, they couldn't see what was around them. You know, and you also can't there was see no, some, for you. no concept of time. So no. knowing that she was six months pregnant when she went in, yeah. we only had a gauge on time when someone new arrived, and that yeah. was Travis. Yeah. So it was kind of disorientating at the same yeah. time. Yeah. No, I agree. Um so you're glad you watched it, Ray? Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely joyous. I can't think of anything else I'd have rather been doing. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, not, not sorry. <laughs> Be honest, you're not sorry. No, no, I'm not. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's just ugh, our chat about in the tall grass. But uh, hopefully somebody out there is like, this is exactly what it was about. But I yeah. don't know if that person exists. It would be quite nice if somebody could explain it to us. Even Stephen King. Yeah, so Stephen, I know you're a big fan of the show and like to listen. Just give me a shout. You've got my number. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, tell us what it was yeah. about. Um, but anyway, uh, Ray has been on before, but why don't you just tell people where they can find your podcast? Uh, you can find my podcast, which is Being Bookish, 100% spoiler-free, at all times, book podcast. <laughs> I talk about pretty much any genre, including horror. Yeah. Because I can read horror, I just can't watch it. Okay. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. I, I, I struggle. But you can find my podcast at beingbookish.co.uk or on any podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can find my social media at beingbookishpod on threads 
and Instagram and being underscore bookish on what was once Twitter. Yeah. Um, and also we are going to be discussing the book at some point, which will go on Ray's podcast yes. as like a crossover uh, for this. So keep a listen out for that. And uh, the novella, if I call it anything else than other than that, she corrects me instantly. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you want any updates from mine, you can find me on Instagram, threads as Once Upon a Nightmare podcast, Facebook as Once Upon a Nightmare, or you can email me as Once Upon a Nightmare pod at gmail.com. Anyway, Ray, thanks for coming on. My pleasure, sort of. Bye. Bye. <laughs>